From India's largest newsroom, I'm Meenal Baghel and this is the Times of India podcast. Oil prices have surged, hitting a record seven-year high as fears over energy supplies escalate. Well, as Russia invades Ukraine, Americans are bracing for an energy crisis, with the White House sanctioning the Kremlin and Germany scrambling to cut off Nord Stream 2. So crude prices um, have been on the boil. They've eased down a little since yesterday. Yesterday, they touched $105 a barrel, about $96, $97 a barrel right now. So some of that has eased, but $97 is not something which you can, uh, you know, tolerate easily from the Indian economy perspective. India may be geographically distant from the war raging on in Ukraine, but be ready to feel its cascading effects here, with crude prices hovering above $100 a barrel and continuing geopolitical uncertainty. The first impact will be on rising energy prices. There hasn't been a price hike in petrol or diesel since November 4th last year. But that's likely to change from March 7th onwards as soon as the last phase of elections conclude in Uttar Pradesh. I speak with my colleague, Times of India's energy editor, Sanjay Datta, to understand the outlook on pricing and supply of petrol, diesel and LPG, and also to understand how the deeply interconnected world of oil and gas supplies works. Sanjay, India imports 85% of its oil uh, half of natural gas is also imported. And at a time when the world is in the, is in the middle of a war and crude is crossing $100 per barrel, uh, what is the outlook, grim or worse than that? There are two aspects uh, to this whole uh, situation. One is the supply side and the other is price. Now, as you said, Meenal, uh, that India imports uh, 85% of its oil and 50% uh, of its natural gas by way of uh, liquefied uh, natural gas, which is LNG uh, brought in ships. Now, as far as supply is concerned, uh, we are fine because uh, our import of Russian oil is uh, around 1% or maybe less than that. Okay. A few cargoes here and there. So that's not really uh, going to affect uh, our overall supplies. Most of our supplies are tied under long-term contract, uh, mostly uh, from West Asia, uh, Nigeria, and uh, the US. I mean, broadly, those are uh, the main uh, suppliers. But we also import as far as uh, away as uh, uh, Mexico. Natural gas also, fortunately, uh, most of our LNG contracts, LNG supplies are uh, tied under long-term contracts, essentially from West Asia, the US, and of course, uh, Australia. So we also do uh, import a lot of spot cargoes. What is spot cargo? Uh, spot cargo is when you buy from the market. And term contract is basically you enter into a term contract. You say, I mean, it can be six months, one year, two years, five years. Now, most of our uh, contract, the West Asian uh, LNG contracts are nearly 25-year contracts. So those are really long-term contracts. We also have five-year contracts. And basically, the term contracts is uh, the supply is assured. 
the price is linked to a sort of a formula yes so you are sitting pretty you know that okay this is the quantity that i am going to uh, get in a, a specified uh, period of time so you're saying that one is the supply uh, bit which we seem to have under control we we don't uh, have to really worry uh, right now unless and until the uh, you know the conflict spreads and it 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 uh, escalates mm-hmm. or it spreads mm-hmm. wider uh, supply i don't see any uh, supply side disruption both for uh, oil as for, as well as uh, for gas now the other aspect is the price now when you enter into a contract you have a certain projection you have a certain formula based on certain uh, assumption and it is always a rolling average or a fixed average of uh, a certain past period it's enough to say that the formula is linked to the crude price the second aspect is now if the natural gas supply from russia mm. gets disrupted to europe because uh, russia is the uh, world's largest gas exporter and it's also uh, is the largest supplier almost 35 40% of europe's natural gas comes from russia now if that were to come under sanction or that were to somehow get disrupted because the pipelines essentially pass through ukraine so if somewhere that stops mm. then there is going to be mayhem on the price front because then all the other european buyers would like go after the west asian and us lng yeah so it could have cascading effect on in india it too. will have a cascading effect and this sudden spurt in demand which we have already been seeing in the last 2 uh, 3 months with the economy has, opening up with the economies opening up with uh, you know uh, the the markets uh, you know regaining their uh, speed uh, demand coming back so both oil and lng are in a tight spot in the sense that the oil market especially uh, is currently facing almost uh, iea which is the international energy agency estimates uh, we will uh, basically be we are headed towards a shortage of 2 million barrels per day globally globally the global supply is about 100 million barrels per day and the demand has gone up and the projections are that demand will go up to 110 105 110 million and the overall projection is that 23 fy 23 will see a shortfall of uh, about 2 million barrels mm-hmm. so the oil market has already been uh, struggling to meet the rising demand because opec despite its commitment and promise to raise production by uh, 400000 barrels per day Mm. uh has been unable to deliver on the promise because uh, a number of their producers big producers are uh, facing technical difficulties um, in ramping up production because see in the two years of uh, the slowdown uh, they had not maintained their wells you know oil wells oil is a business where even if you are not producing you have to keep investing to maintain the pressure and so on and so forth of the wells hmm. so and it's not like on tap like you switch on and switch off so sometimes what happens is uh, if a well uh, you shut down a well or you reduce the flow rate and you then want to bring it back it may not come back 
to the old uh, flow rate. Mm. So there are technical issues, uh, various technical issues. Mm, so they are unable to meet that 400,000 uh, barrels per day uh, increase mm. every month. So mm. that's one. Now, on the same side, the demand is going up. Gas has also seen the same thing. There is a demand because winter has been harsh uh, in the West, which again puts a demand on natural gas. Our gas imports are going up. Our gas consumption is going up because economy uh, opening up. So okay. the price is certainly a worry. So before we move, uh, move on to the issue of domestic pricing, I want to just stay with Russia for a moment Mm -hmm. and I want you to give our listeners uh, a sense of how Russia controls the world's gas and energy reserves, uh, Sanjay. Russia has one of the largest uh, reserves, both gas and oil. It's the largest oil exporter, it's the largest gas exporter. So Russia is a major player in the Uh, global energy market. Now, any disruption, certainly in Russia or in Saudi Arabia, certainly spooks the market Hmm. and people become nervous. And uh, the biggest worry today in the market is of supply disruption. As I explained that uh, uh, Russia supplies about 35-40% of uh, gas used by Europe. And uh, a lot of Russian oil is sold to European markets because the India is a little better. We are in better uh, position because our refineries are more flexible. They are technically more sound and uh, so they can handle all sorts of crudes because there is a sweet crude, sour crude, heavy crude, light crude, you know, waxy crude, so on and so forth. So we can, we have more flexibility as far Mm -hmm. as refining goes. But the European refining is not so flexible. They, they were all set up with, uh, you know, uh, West Texas, Brent, you know, these are all sweet crudes. They need those kind of, uh, a particular kind of crude and they don't have the flexibility that we have. Mm. So any disruption from Russia or any disruption in Russian supplies uh, will actually... Uh, will cause mayhem globally. If the war continues in Ukraine for a little longer, are you fearing like a free run uh, by the West? Are you expecting prices to skyrocket? Now, if suppose uh, the Ukrainians were to disrupt the, uh, damage the pipeline, Mm -hmm. then we are looking at a terrible, terrible situation. Now, For example, if they kick Russia out of SWIFT, how are they going to pay Russia? Russia has already put in place a a sort of a parallel to SWIFT, maybe not as effective, but probably it will be good for a limited trade. Like when there was sanction, we were still importing in the first round of uh, Barack Obama's sanctions on Iran, we were still importing oil. Mm. We secured an exemption uh, and we were importing uh, oil from uh, Iran and we used our uh, not the normal RBI uh, channel but we made those payments in euros through a Turkish bank. Mm. So there are ways that one can uh, trade you know 
but it's going to be difficult and the market will be even more nervous so let's i on that i would rather w- w- wait and watch before mm-hmm. i can actually uh, say that how it's going to affect uh, the prices but yes your second question are the prices going to go up certainly they are going to go up they are going to sort of remain uh, elevated for some time at least in the near future uh, the only elephant in the room is iran mm-hmm. if there is a breakthrough in the us iran nuclear talks and uh, iranian crude comes in that will be a relief mm. but still market will be edgy if you were to ask me what's the bottom line i would say oil will remain around 100 it will keep on hovering 100 uh, in the second quarter of calendar uh, 22 so in the okay. second quarter of uh, this uh, this year calendar uh, we are certainly going to uh, see elevated oil and gas prices sanjay the second quarter is not that far off and would you then hazard a guess as to by what percentage prices might rise domestically because that's the big concern one is the oil prices globally uh, i wouldn't ha- hazard a guess uh, because if i could do that i would be a millionaire but my prognosis <laughs> would be it'll be elevated uh, as far as domestic pump prices the fuel prices are concerned uh, i don't know what price tomorrow it will be they have not been raised uh, since november 4 mm-hmm. when the government had cut excise duty by rupees 10 on diesel a liter and uh, by rupees 5 on petrol the taxes are still substantially high taxes are still uh, substantially high at least they are higher than what it was uh, in uh, 2019 uh there is still scope for uh, reducing uh, taxes but before that let me tell you that in the meantime since uh, november 4 till today the prices have been held steady under an informal uh, government diktat see government has this system because 90% of our market is controlled by the state owned uh, retailers so they just signal them that boss nothing doing do not raise prices mm. so what my sources uh, in the oil companies say that the gap between the cost of uh, fuels and the uh, the retail price uh, has gone up to about 8 9 rupees and mm-hmm. as uh, crude grows up, uh, goes up it's going to widen further now part of this certainly the oil refiners can make up Uh, through inventory gain because every day they are say buying oil at a x price and then when after 15 days is a lag of 15 days so after 15 days when that oil is refined uh, the prices has gone up x plus 1 or 2 or whatever so they gain some money from their inventory that oil stock yes so part of that they can make up from uh, inventory gains but still i would say 6 to 7 rupees gap would remain so my guess is as we have seen in the past in every state elections that uh, once the last polling uh, polling completes is completed uh, in which the which is on the 7th yes in which year. is on the 7th uh, we can certainly look at uh, prices going up every day or every second day 
I'm sure they will go for an incremental increase. And if the global oil prices keep on increasing, obviously we are in for, again, a uh, upward run on our fuel prices. So that is a worry. And that means uh, also LPG, is that also uh, uh, set to rise? Yes, certainly LPG, because see the high international oil prices and natural gas prices also pushes up shipping rates. So once shipping rates go up, that will also impact LPG prices because LPG is essentially butane, which we import, mostly import about, I think, 70, 75%, 80% we import. So that will also go up. High oil prices are going to impact uh, the economy across the board. You know, uh, an extended period of high oil prices uh, sort of uh, will hurt India's economic growth. I mean, it will slow down recovery uh, at a pre-pandemic import level. Uh, every $1 appreciation in Brent prices added about $2 billion to oil import. Now, investment bankers and brokerages uh, reckon that a 10% rise in oil prices widens India's current account deficit by 0.4 to 0.5% of GDP. Hmm. Now, that's a huge dent. Can the government afford to provide subsidies for fuel bills any longer? And if so, at what cost will that come? I don't think government has the wherewithal, the financial wherewithal of uh, subsidy. What with this pandemic and uh, huge expenditure lined up for infrastructure and welfare programs and different schemes, it will be very difficult for government to resume uh, subsidy for uh, common users. I mean, there is one category of uh, consumer, LPG consumers uh, like uh, Ujwala, which is like below poverty line and they were given free connections. So for them, the subsidy remains. But even there, they have been facing a problem that, you know, how do you see a daily wager a household getting 900 rupees first, paying it, and then getting back, you know, that subsidy? Yes. It simply doesn't work for them that way. I'm sure that LPG prices will also be increased uh, once the elections are over. Uh, so it's going to sort of, uh, you know, uh, really burn a big hole once again in uh, people's consumers' uh, wallets. See, the point is that uh, government doesn't buy oil. It's the oil companies, mm. right? Mm. Now, but oil companies have to pay for that oil in dollars, which they buy by paying rupee. So the demand for if oil prices go up, dollar appreciates, mm. you need more rupee to buy each dollar. And you need more dollar to pay for one barrel. So that upsets your current account deficit, which is the difference between your imports and exports. So while the war may be waged very, very far from where we are, but we are all going to feel the pinch. Absolutely. Mm. And if the current account deficit shrinks, it also shrinks government's headroom for social welfare and other spending. I yes. mean, it inhibits government's capacity. That's how, you know, oil prices, uh, they don't have a direct sort of a thing that, okay, the government is spending more. No, government doesn't buy oil. But it's the macroeconomics. And for common consumers, its daily commute becomes, uh, you know, costlier. 
transport becomes costlier which has a cascading effect on everything dal sabzi everything everything has to be transported from a to b from producing center to the consumption center yes so the prices go up Today's episode is produced by Arun George and Sunai Marathi. For a daily spotlight on people, ideas and stories that matter, subscribe to us. We are available on TUI Plus, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts and all other platforms of your choice. For any news tips, reach us at tuipodcasts@timesinternet.in.